Hey guys, welcome to our podcast at the Clemson Foothills Church. We're glad you're here. Join us as we discover what the Bible says about Jesus loving God and serving each other. Feel free to visit our website at clemsonfoothills.com and find us on Facebook at Clemson Foothills Church. At CFC, we're just a group of people following Jesus and helping others do the same. So hopefully this podcast will be useful to you. Now let's dive into the episode for this week. So, uh, you know, I know Stefan's pulling out his wallet right now, so that's great. So maybe one left after that, but uh, just limited edition, limited edition, Psalm 23. Um, so uh, why are we doing this? Why are we taking our times going through the, the Psalms here in the summer? Um, summertime at Clemson is just a really great time um, to uh, for us to slow down just a little bit. I mean, we're a matter of, I don't know, six or seven or eight weeks away from the circus coming to town, right? I mean, where it's fall in Clemson, and it's great, and it's fantastic, but there's a lot going on, and uh, the summertime is a great time, hopefully, to let our souls catch up with us, okay? Sometimes, I mean, we can let life go so quickly, and then we look around and we feel kind of empty spiritually. And we're wondering, why is that? Why are these things happening? And I think going through the Psalms are going to help prepare us moving into the fall um, to uh, just get back into some really traditional, basic practices of really like soul care. Okay, and so before we read Psalm 23, um, please take a moment where you're sitting right now and just have a conversation with Jesus right now. Okay, whatever you want to talk about, we're going to take just a short period of time and um, because everybody comes in here, you're coming in with different stuff, okay? Everybody, you know, I know when we walk in the door, we want everybody to think that everyone is happy, and this is like the greatest day in the world, and it's been the best week, and nothing's wrong, and all of these things, except that's not always true. So we want to have a moment here uh, to just prepare our hearts before we read, and uh, then we'll continue. So go ahead and take a moment on your own to pray. Father, we pray uh, that you give us ears to hear. Father, um, help us to know, God, that we aren't here trying to get you to like us, Father. We know you love us, but sometimes that's a strangely difficult concept to believe. And please help us to believe that. Help us to enter into your scriptures, Father, in a pure-hearted way. God, we want uh, your uh, teaching. We want your correction. We want your thought. We want to know you. 
uh, and how amazing and magnificent you are. Uh, please soften our hearts. You know exactly what we need, and we trust that you will give that to us today. Uh, Father, please, uh, but again, let us be aware and hearing uh, your words, Father, um, as they work inside of us. God, we love you. We pray in your name. Amen. So um, let's see here. Psalm 23. Uh, I don't know if you're, which version of the Bible you're using. I'm going to be reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. And so um, here we go. Okay, let's just get into it and, and read through this. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I lack. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along right paths for his name's sake. Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. And so this is um, just kicking this off. Let me just, I'd love to share this with you guys. I hope this is something that we can be praying about and that we include in our daily time is praying through this psalm right here, okay? So there's two things for me that are really indispensable, indispensable ways to start out my day. One is, is praying the Lord's Prayer and the second one is Psalm 23. The two go hand in hand completely, okay? And again, I'm not talking about just like, okay, let me say these words, but I think as we go through these, the Psalms help us to start not just not like really questioning where we are. And the Psalms oftentimes give words to thoughts that we have and we didn't know how to say them, right? Have you ever had that? Have you ever read something in the Psalms and you're like, I didn't know, but that's what I'm trying to say to God right there, okay? And so we're reading a Psalm here written by David, uh, here on Father's Day, the, the really cool thing about God's Word is, is God is, is, is really compared to a lot of different people and a lot of different things. So we have God as a perfect father. Here we have David calling him the, the perfect shepherd. He, Jesus himself uh, calls himself the good shepherd. There are all these different metaphors and ways for us to get to know who is this God? That really, when we come here together, it's it's funny because I would love for us. I, don't, I mean, I don't even know if this would be the best thing in the world, but it'd be great if we just were able to everybody to to say honestly, "Here's why I come to church." Okay, and I would guess there would be a smattering of different ideas. Okay, I would imagine that there's some of us, and you're here right now, and you're trying so hard to get God to like you. Right? You've made mistakes and you messed up and, and you feel like there's no way he could like me. I know he loves me. People say that. Churchy people say that, but you don't believe it. And you think coming to church is one of those ways that he's going to like you. Okay, And that's a really, we're going to see some false ways to come in to approach God. Um, one of the things to remember is, and, and this is something that's really, I love this. It goes to my mind is, there isn't anything that you can do to make God love you more than he does right now. All right? And, and again, I'm not asking you to figure out what I'm about to say, 
but I want you to ponder it. I want you to think through this, okay? Is there isn't anything you can do. You couldn't have had a better quiet time. You could, to make him love you more than he does right here at this moment right now, okay? And you don't know what? There isn't anything you could have done to make him love you less at this moment. And you know, that's a tough one. People have gotten angry at me for saying that before. Like, they're like, what kind of heresy is that? Okay, like, what are you talking about? It's like, there's a comfort in us, like, wanting to believe that God doesn't like us. Right? Except all of this is true. I'll let you go home and wrestle with those things. But, but coming to church isn't trying to get God to like us. Right? Some of us were probably here and you've been trying really hard. And you love God and you know he loves you. And you feel, maybe sometimes you come to church and you're like, it's kind of kind of empty. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if this is real, but I can't say it's not real either. Right? We come for different things, okay? Um, it's the same reason like when we study our Bibles during the day. A lot of times, like we've been having these conversations with my kids, okay? And it's funny because I think they think probably like most people, all right, is we think, well, I'm going to read my Bible each day because the goal is to read your Bible, right? Except that's not the goal. All right? It's, man, I want to try to read my Bible more. And I want to just share this with you. That's not the point. It's not to read your Bible more. All right? We get to enter into God's world and hear about his word and his thoughts and his plan and what he knows about us. And for us, what do we learn about him? Like, why on earth would I want to live this life? Well, we need to get to know him. And here in the Psalms, we get to see an expression of a brother of ours expressing his love and his gratitude and all these things and hopefully putting into words not so we can just walk away from here and go okay I feel a little better or I feel like I you know checked the box off or something like that right but it's this idea of really getting to know is like David knew God right I mean when he's writing this he's not describing a false God here he knows specifically and directly. And so when he digs in, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. He says this crazy thing. There isn't anything I lack. All right? So that's where we kind of chuckle inwardly. Right? It's like, is that true? Okay? Like the churchy thing, right? The churchy thing is like, well, yeah, I don't lack anything. Except like on Amazon. <laughs> I mean, for real, I mean, it, it, like taking this and going, th this is what I love about David and this psalm is as I'm praying through this each day, I can, it's just the psalm is questioning me, right? As I'm going, there's nothing I like. And, and then I kind of picture Jesus like sitting with me having coffee and he's going, you know, Keith, there is nothing you like, but, but do you believe there's nothing you like? Or is there something that could make life better? Something that would make life more fulfilling. Something that would make life, I mean, we can buy things that make life easier. He's not talking about material things. But right here, this singular verse, this is what I love about it, is he's just, he's, we get to declare something that's true and wonderful and amazing. And sometimes just declaring that is helpful. Like, there's nothing I like. Oh my goodness, I forgot. There's nothing I like. Right? Except, like, we've, been taught and we've learned how good it feels to get things that we think are gonna make life better right if we could just get some things 
And I don't know, everybody's kind of got a different thing about that. But what I would really love for us to do is read this is allow the scripture, allow David's heart to kind of question our own, okay? And he says, there isn't anything I lack. He says, he lets me lie down in green pastures, okay? Now, here, here's just shepherd talk right here, right? You're not going to go live, you're not going to go lay down in a green pasture where you're going to get killed. Okay, it's not going to happen. There's no shepherd that's going to come on over here. Okay, lie down. It's a great path. You know, no, 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 no. It, he's simply saying, he lets me lie down like I'm safe. Like I'm safe. He lets me. In some verses, it says he makes me lie down in, in green pastures. And I'll tell you, we're missing out a whole lot. If you don't have like an imagination that you are like buying into right now in your own brain, I mean, we're going to miss out on a lot of these psalms and these metaphors of this idea of lying down in a green pasture and just like, man, how beautiful is that? And it's just, can you just picture it's just like quiet? Understand, this was written before like us. Okay, so you might be thinking like the green pasture you think of is like Somewhere in the middle of a city or something like that, okay? It's like, no, 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 no. I'm talking about it's peaceful. It's safe, right? And, and so much of this gets directly to our hearts. Is like, golly, could I say these things? Do I believe these? Like, I ask myself that each day. It's like, do I really? Like, am I that safe? Because what he's saying, he leads me beside quiet water. I love quiet. I love being beside streams of quiet waters. And it just like, so, I mean, we went to, golly, I don't even know how long ago it was. It was a long time ago, back to California. And, and I was so upset because I grew up in California. I went to college like an hour away from Yosemite and never went to Yosemite. Huh. Okay? It's crazy. All right? But me and Abby and Reese, we flew over when he was really young. And we went to Yosemite, and there's like this stream going through, and it was the most beautiful thing. And I thought, if I were to like open my Bible right here, I feel like I would just disintegrate. Yeah, right? It was just like, it was so perfect, okay? But he says, this is, this is David going, he's just like praising God. He renews my life. He leads me along right paths for his name's sake. Even when I go, here's the one right here. Like, even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger, okay? So, are you starting to hit on some of the themes that David is addressing in his own life? Like fear and safety and, and, and necessities and what's required for a fulfilled life, okay? He's hitting on all of these right here. And he's going, okay, see the green pastures and the quiet waters, those are really great, but you're not always going to be by those things. He said, even when I go through the darkest of valleys. Okay, because there's going to be times like that. He said, even when I go through not just a valley, but the darkest valley, he says, here's the thing is, I don't fear any danger. All right, and then here's the underlining moment, because you are with me. All right, do you notice that? Like, David, it wasn't that David was... You know, just this super courageous guy. It wasn't like, you know, I fear sometimes we like elevate David to almost like a status I don't think we're supposed to be giving him, you know, like he was a superhuman, right? That just was like perfect and all these things. But he's going, no, I'm actually not afraid. And here's why I'm not afraid. He said, because God, you're with me. Right? So here's, I want us to stop for a second and think about that. 
What does that feel like? All right, what does it feel like to be in a place where everything inside of you is scared and everything inside of you is confused and going, okay, but here's what I know. Like, God is here right now. Not theoretically, not just theologically. Like, no, it's a fact. Like, like this carpet, I don't even know what color this carpet is. I'm going to say green. I don't know. Like, whatever color this is. Like, the sky being blue and all these. It's a fact. Right now, me and you are immersed in God's presence. Like, that's an actual reality, right? It's not, I think sometimes we go, well, God is up there. And then he kind of like uses his beam of love to shower us with things down here except no there's a reason that God is immaterial because he's everywhere and he's all around us right now okay and he's saying that's why but I think it requires us to stop and go hold on a minute what is that like to be so overwhelmed with the presence of God that even in our most like scary moments okay because scary moments aren't just I mean Think about it, and especially we're talking about Father's Day, we've had Mother's Day. Listen, as parents, there are scary moments as parents, right? I mean, it's not just, I know when you're younger, scary moments are like movies and Halloween and all of these different things. And then you get older and the fear becomes personal and it becomes real and it becomes like palpable, like it sticks with you. It's not just a scary movie kind of scared. It's like, man, I'm really terrified, right? And this can happen. And so, again, just the question to ask myself here is, hold on, what is that like? And we're going to hit, like, how do I do this? Like, how do, we, how do we get to be like David in those moments, okay? But I think we've got to be questioned by this. He said, your rod and your staff, they comfort me, right? It's just shepherd's tools, right? I mean, the shepherd can protect you with the rod. If you go, there's this weird thing you can read about shepherds. It's really funny as they know, like, how close to get to the sheep or the sheep will run away. And so that's why he has this like crook on the thing because he can like not get too close, but like snatch you back. And here's the interesting thing is your rod and your staff, he says, they, they comfort me. Like knowing that, my goodness, the Lord who is my shepherd, our good, good father, right? The creator of all, the, the only one who is completely self-sustaining. He doesn't need anybody. He doesn't need sleep. Like the perfect God and David's going, I relate to something as a shepherd. Now, none of us, I don't think any of us are shepherds in here. I don't know. I could be wrong, okay? But the thing is, is, is to David's mind, he was like, what a shepherd does for his flock? Man, I, I, I get that. And I feel that. I know I'm being protected. I know that if I go scurrying off to some dangerous place, he might hook my neck with that thing and yank me back. And he's going, that comforts me. That, that comforts me. You can kind of get, we can do this in life, right? You kind of get your head down and you get going and then you realize, I don't even know where I am. I don't even know what day of the week it is. I don't even know what's happened, right? And so he's saying, this comforts me. I love this. And David's going, man, I'm just comforted by God. Right? I mean, what is that? These are all things. I mean, these are the feels right here, man. I mean, this is like good stuff. It's okay to go, man, that feels good to be comforted by God. Right? Sometimes it's easy to, to, to veer off and go, no, I don't know what wants to comfort me. Right? Because we, we get back into God doesn't like us at this core. 
He said, we're going, no. He was like, I get it. These things come for me. And then he, he makes this shift and he says, here's the deal. You don't just save me and help me from my enemies. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Okay? Do you understand how this goes so much further than what we could talk about here for 30 minutes? Yeah. Okay, that is that statement right there. And David's going, listen, it's not that just you protect me. Man, you set up a table in front of my enemies. And you're just like, here you go. He says, uh, uh, you anoint my head with oil. My, my cup overflows. I mean, it's like, I got too much. I have too much. Like what you're giving me is overflowing. And, and there's this parallel to what is actually supposed to be happening in our lives. Is this overflow, right? It, it's not about, hey, let me tell you about Jesus and I've got like a half full cup of Jesus. It's like, no, I'm overflowing and that's what really begins like touching hearts right there, okay? And so he says, man, my cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, okay? I mean, this guy's loving life right now. He says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. Isn't this great? This is fantastic. This is, again, my hope is that we all, as a community, would be praying and meditating through this every single day, all right? Except here's the interesting thing is what happens when life happens, right? I mean, here's the deal is I could have ended the sermon right there. And that's like the total church thing, right? It's like, man, kumbaya, this is awesome. Why don't you get it? What's wrong with you, right? What's wrong with us and all of these things? Except here's the interesting thing is I know a lot of people who, man, they are completely and utterly 100% in love with God, wanting to do and be pleasing to him, okay? And tomorrow will begin... And things will happen in life that just bamboozle us. And it's like, now what? Okay, like when I when something tomorrow happens or next week happens, and I'm going, I don't like that. I don't know why that had to happen. Why, why is this not going that well? And then all of a sudden, here's the question. You go back to Psalm 23, and you're like, the Lord's my shepherd, nothing I like, bless me God. And, and everything in our mind is, this is ridiculous. This is not what life is like at all, right? Can you relate to any of these things in a day-to-day situation? Or, or maybe you, you just have one of those lives that it's like, no, man, I mean, from Monday through Sunday, it's smooth sailing, <laughs> right? <laughs> like Carl doesn't believe you exist, I think, from that response, okay? It, it's, it, it doesn't exist, does it? It just doesn't exist. And... The tough part is, okay, well now, how is this unrealistic, kumbaya, church camp thing supposed to be any help in my life? Because we start going through this, and here's the interesting thing is, the value of this psalm isn't when we're we're on vacation, right? It's not when we're just like, Hey, you want to know, it's great to have great quiet times down by the lake and taking some nice walks in the woods and all those things. The value of Psalm 23 comes more than just from a quiet time. It's like 
written on our heart to where when everything is falling apart, to go, here's what I know. The Lord is my shepherd. Okay. How many times do you have to say that before you even come close to believing it when things are tough? Or how many times, and this is a normal thing, is how many times do we just decide, I'm not saying it? Right? I'm not going there. But David is giving us words. In, in hard times, sometimes I find it's hard to find the right words. Okay? And these are great to go, hold on a minute. Even when it's like that, to go, man, I don't like anything. And it doesn't mean that that's like magic words. Right? It's not just magically making things happen, but we start thinking, you know, no, you know what? This is the point. This is the goodness of being in the kingdom of God is when everything is going crazy to go, no, you're, you are my good shepherd. Like, I believe it with every ounce of my being, right? And, and I know that you would let me lie down in green pastures, and I know that you're renewing my life. And at the same time, it's okay to break off right there and go, but I don't see it. I don't know how that is right now. This is the point of like even developing a healthy prayer life, okay? Is I, listen, here's my deal. I like an organized like prayer thing, okay? Like I will journal and I have like sections of prayer and all of those things, okay? I like that. Except the interesting thing is, is that doesn't fit in everywhere. This fits in everywhere. This is opening up a conversation all day with God. Of going, okay, I know this to be true, but I don't know how. Please show me how. Like this begins a conversation, not just not just uttering these words, but like really drawing us out and going, okay, God, where's the green pastures? I don't know. I don't see the green pastures or the quiet waters. I don't know anything. So, but oh, oh, here it is, man. I may be in a valley, and it might not be the darkest one, but sometimes the one that is just a little less dark is still kind of daunting. Right? And going, okay, so it, it just begins this conversation that we should, and quite honestly, is a healthy, ideal prayer of just us taking throughout the day of these reminders here, okay? But here's, here's the killer, okay? Is me and you, there's something about us. There's something about every one of us in here that, and, and some of us are better, and some of us are more mature in this, and some of us are less mature. Um, but there is what we want people to see. Okay, and, and, and I get that that's like the hardest sell in any group because we all, like in our heart of hearts, we're saying, no, I am completely and 100%, this is me, absolutely my true self in front of God, right? Except there's a little bit of, if not a lot, of kind of like this kind of mask that we can put on kind of like this false self, this, this facade that we want people to see, right? And, and understand something, that facade, that kills our ability to enter into this song. Okay, let me give you an example, all right? So when I worked as an athletic trainer, uh, the athletes would come in with various degrees of injury, right? And it was really interesting because the ones that were really fun to work with were the ones that came in and go, listen, I hurt. I'm honest, I'm real. Listen, I know you can help me. What do I need to do? That's a blast, all right? It was terrible when an athlete, and Dr. Tony is thinking hopefully the same thing, and I'm not just being heretical here, but when somebody comes in and they're gonna show you they're the toughest, and nothing hurts them, 
and they can do everything you ask them, and it's just a bad day, and there's excuses and all of these things because we enter into life this way. I mean, I don't want somebody to know that, that man, I, I hurt at times, and it's hard at times, and like my real self is insecure at times, and my real self is, is moody at times, and all those things. And so that's what really is, 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 is one of those aspects of learning, like, okay, how do I approach the world? How do I approach scripture? Okay, because some of these facades are this, okay? And just think if maybe this is something that is your facade, okay? It's just fearful and protective. All right, like the, like the, what you have in front of you is, I am scared and I'm protective and no one will get through that. Now, now, don't don't hear what I'm not saying, okay? I'm not like trying to make you embarrassed and all those things, but I'm saying we have to understand that to even enter into God's word here and go, okay, the Lord is my shepherd, but I have this huge wall in front of me and I need help breaking it down. All right? Fearful, protective, self-promoting. Nobody does that these days though, right? That's gone out of vogue, self-promoting. Yes, nobody, nobody does it, except, except we all do it, okay? I mean, there's, there's this huge, like, I mean, that's what social media is for in many ways. And you go, no, 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 I'm just passing along pictures, right? That's marketing, right? I mean, we all laugh. We're like, oh, man, I hate that when I look on Instagram and everybody's, like, happy and everybody's like this. But they, they, that's what we do, okay? And, and, I'm, what I'm, and listen. Don't go, I, this is the other side, don't go and start snapping pictures like, here's how miserable I am. <laughs> like, I'm going to show everyone, right? Like, I'm going to be real on Instagram. No, 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 no. It's the same thing. It's two sides of the same coin. Right. Right. It's like promoting ourselves in some way, shape, or form, right? And so you have this, um, you know, the, the part of us that's really false, that really messes up, us up spiritually, is we, as we just walk through this passage right here is like if any of us have any aspect of wanting to control things or outcomes have you ever tried that anybody have you ever thought about that like there's an outcome i don't want something to happen so i'm going to do something i mean here's the thing about this christianity and, and the christian world all right and, and our own tradition of christianity has almost taught us to be strategic to control outcomes right and what I mean by that is, is I, I can I can say my buddy Brent. I go, man, Brent, you know what? Okay, here's what I need. I need somebody to take over social media in the church. All right? I know Brent doesn't want to do that. But Brent, man, I really appreciate you, man. You are just a brother, a great brother. You sacrifice everything for, for Christ. He's like, that's awesome. Can you do social media? <laughs> you know, and it's like all of that sounds fine, except I enter into that knowing what I want, right. and so I front end load it with like something. Maybe I should just say to him, maybe I don't know. And and, and just here's the deal: we we are controllers. I, I know it's great. I know people who who are Christians that they their badge of honor is to say they don't control. And I don't know if that's true. Okay? I think there's something about like our old selves that want to come up and control. Um, and so, here's the idea. What should it be like? 
right? What are we aiming for if this false self, this false wall is kind of keeping us from really entering into this? Um, it's just really something that's fairly simple. It's just like humility of who we are. And there's no secret in here. Everybody in here, there's insecurity about something, right? There's, there's, there are things that you don't want people to know. There are things that we're ashamed of. There are things, right? There are all of these things. And we all know, like I know our family well enough to know that all of us in here realize, man, we are worse in progress. We have not reached that level yet of Jesus, right? And it's simply that is the humility of, of entering in and with one thought in mind, I, I will trust you with everything I have. The humility of being taught and teachable by the word of God, by spirit-filled brothers and sisters, right? It's this idea of surrendering to God, like, are you okay being unpopular? But you don't want to know what? Maybe God will make you popular, right? Is your identity okay? Like, are you surrendering? That God will take care of your identity. God will take care of your popularity. God will take care of your So God will do those things. That's, that's just this surrender kind of entrance in specifically to Psalm 23, is this is what David is sharing when he's saying, listen, I know when I go through this dark valley, I'm comforted because you're with me. And what that means isn't like a magical aura, but because when God, my shepherd, is with me, you want to know what? He's going to walk with me, and he knows how to do this. Like his word, his spirit, right, is going to guide us as like humble, teachable people, right? And so, again, this is, this is what we have to be aware of because I hope tomorrow is, like, amazing. I hope tonight is incredible. I hope everything goes everybody's way, kind of, but not really because, like, good things are, are we're grateful when things aren't perfect, right? But we can run into this. But so there's just a couple things for us to consider moving forward here, okay? So the first one is this is this practice. This is when I read this, what has come out more and more and more, the more I read through Psalm 23, the more I meditate on Psalm 23, is how aware David is of God's presence. How aware he is. All right? It's, it seems like where David goes, he's like, I get that God is here. And that's a, that's a practice that we've got to like, like build on, is everywhere I go, so where you go to work, where you go to school, where you go with your friends and all these things is this awareness of, here's the cool thing that comes with awareness is gratitude. Of awareness in those times, it might even be in these really tough times, and just an awareness of something beautiful. Thank you for that. Like in awareness, no matter where we are, of, of okay, God, you are working, you are good, you are perfect, you are here, among, and I'm just going to be aware, and the awareness might simply even be just a, a, the encouragement of a friend, you know? It could just be something like that, but how often do you think in a given day that me and you miss out on all of the great things that God is like interweaving into our day because we haven't practiced awareness? It's just consistently practicing this idea of 
of, the, of just being aware, right? I mean, we a couple weeks ago we did Psalm 1. They seem to center around just this awareness. Remember when, when Jesus, I love this, Jesus is teaching us how to not worry. You remember what he says to do? He said, hey, go ahead and look at nature. Like, look at the birds and look at the flowers and look at these things. Like, be aware of these things. You go, man, that might be the, you might think that's the dumbest thing in the world, but Jesus said to do it. Right? Like, he gets it. So it's this practice of awareness. And that goes hand in hand with this practice of gratitude. So I want you to just kind of think ahead or think back. Maybe at this last week, maybe the last month, maybe you've noticed a big season in your spiritual life, all right, that you feel has been particularly difficult. I feel like that's been one of those things that, that this year alone, I feel like that's been kind of my own journey, right? Is this, man, it seems like I, it's tough, right? It's, it's just difficult. I feel like, man, am I ever going to get like, you know, over the hump here and kind of get going, right? And all these things. But here's the interesting thing is, the more I focus on the difficulty of the season, the less I've found to be very grateful for. So the moment, or, or, or the more I focus on the difficulty of the season, the less I find there to be grateful for. All right? And so just consider this. How different would things be on the smallest level to even in our gatherings together, at home, at work, to enter in with this practice of awareness of God and his presence and his goodness that's leading you to gratitude. Boy, that is almost like a game changer right there. Right? And, and here's the slowing down part. Okay, here's, here's the part where we kind of take a deep breath. I think that, it, like, in our world of Christianity, it can be very easy for us to hear God saying, go out there and make a difference. And as an evangelist, as a preacher, as a minister, I'm not against that. Okay? Except here, I heard this quote, and it was like, oh boy, that one really stings, okay? Is that there are times, in fact, this may be our entirety of our Christian view, that we're trying so desperately to go and be in the world for God that we don't consider at all how to be in God for the world. Hmm. See what I'm talking about? And it's, it's something, it's easy to take things and go, man, I can't wait to share this with somebody. And that sounds super religious. And, and I can't wait to share this with somebody. Well, well the deal is, is how do, well, you know, what if we slow down enough to allow ourselves to be in God for the world. See what I'm talking about? It's like slowing things down and letting ourselves kind of like do this. I'm terrible at this. I, mean, my, I have to have a part of my quiet time that I call the secret place. I've shared this with some of you guys where it's like I have to go in there and nothing I talk to God about or I hear him talking to me about, can ever be used in front of people unless he tells me, All right? Because the reason being is my norm is to go, oh, man, I'm praying about this thing and I'm reading this and I can't wait to tell people and teach people and share this with people. And, like, it's very easy for me to not slow down and go, hold on a minute, maybe God's just telling me, like, hey, absorb this, 
So it will so your cup will overflow to the world around. Right? Practice of awareness, practice of gratitude. Um, and, and that's let's just land the plane right there. It's Father's Day, right? Let's kind of bring it all together. You know, it's not the greatest ending in the world, but I think you got it, okay? So uh, let's pray. We have one more song. And Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about us or have any questions, please visit ClemsonFoothills.com. You can also text Foothills to 94000 to stay up to date on everything going on here at CFC.